0: Welcome, 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 welcome. Welcome to the commercial real estate show. Thanks for joining us to lead, learn, and laugh. Learn market knowledge and best practices to lead your company's success, whatever type of company you work with. And yes, we have to have some fun along the way, don't we? Well, hello, I'm Michael Bull, your host to the world of commercial real estate. Well, today we're going to find the green and going green. <laughs> we're not talking about Green Lantern that superhero movie of Heard it had some bad reviews, so I think the Greenlander movie Hero might just not bring in the green, right? So we'll see what happens there. Um, we're talking about the financial advantages of sustainable initiatives in commercial real estate construction and renovation. And we have some green heroes here will help you bring in the green while also helping our environment. There are several ways how sustainability can definitely make sense monetarily and our heroes are some of the leading experts in the country on the subject. Uh, Joining us on the phone today is Cindy Lucas. Cindy is a registered speaker with the U.S. Green Building Council and director of business development with Engineered Tax Services. Headquartered in West Palm Beach, Engineered Tax Services has offices all around the country. Cindy, welcome to the Commercial Real Estate Show.
1: Thank you, Michael. Pleasure to be here.
0: Uh, Also, please welcome Dennis Creech. Uh, Dennis is executive director with South Face. Uh, Since 1978, South Face has worked with the construction and development industry, government agencies and communities to promote sustainable homes, workplaces and communities. Dennis, welcome to the Commercial Real Estate Show. Thank you. It's my pleasure. We also have another green superhero here, Kurt Mann. (laughs) Kurt is a sustainability consultant with Green Intelligence. Kurt has been a leader in real estate with green technology, sustainability plans and utility management for many years. Kurt provides the economics of a sustainability platform, showing the how of incorporating cost-effective solutions that help the environment, or are providing a nice return. Kurt, welcome to the Commercial Real Estate Show. Thanks, Michael. I'm quite jazzed to be here. (laughs) Great. You're flying through the air to get here. We appreciate that. (laughs) Um, Well, let's explain how green buildings are economical. How does an owner get the kind of return investment needed to make building and renovating green worthwhile, Kurt? You know, Michael, I found that
2: most folks think's think green is about tree hugging and in fact it's really code for utility reduction. And there's you know, it's there's no greater waste yet, no greater opportunity. I'd guarantee that you can reduce utilities on any of these buildings throughout the country anywhere from ten to thirty percent. That's real money.
0: And that's what we're going to do today. We're going to show you how to go green, help the environment, and make it worthwhile financially. And let's talk about some of the green building and renovation practices that that yield the fastest economic payback uh, for owners. And, uh, uh, Cindy, what are some, uh, some ways that owners can do that?
1: Well, for retrofits, we want to see people maximize their Energy Policy Act tax deductions. These are also known by their tax code, 179D. They're up to $1.80 a square foot, and that's comprised of three systems. 60 cents for interior lighting, 60 for HVAC, and 60 for the building envelope. By reducing the energy consumption 16 and 2 thirds per system as compared to the ASHRAE 90.1 2001 standard, the owner is able to capitalize on this tax benefit. So for example, if a 100,000 square foot building retrofits their lighting and HVAC, they would look to qualify for a twenty per square foot. That's $120,000 in tax deductions.
0: And we like the sound of that. Uh, Kurt, what are some of the other uh, ways to do it? Well, I'm a manager by
2: heart, so the first thing that i found that you can do is talk about it. And I can show you on graphs the buildings I've gotten involved in that we've dropped the utilities by 10% in the first 90 days. That's free money. That's excellent. And Michael, uh,
3: Michael uh, one one thing uh, we always find is to get people to stop doing stupid stuff.
2: <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, it's just amazing.
3: You know, you, you walk through a building, and, and it's a good idea to do an energy audit at 2 in the morning because it's amazing what you find left on in buildings, and you can see 5%, 10% savings
0: sometimes just from stopping doing the stupid stuff. So it's not just the heat sometimes, it's the stupidity. Right. right? <laughs> human, uh, human error. That's right. Uh, Cindy, what else are you seeing out there, options?
1: Well, I think a lot of people are missing the opportunity for an abandonment study. Lighting and HVAC, for instance, are 1250 assets as defined by the IRS. So they're depreciated over 39 and a half years. If the lighting and HVAC are 10 years old, that's 30 years of netbook assets the CPA would get to write off. This is pivotal, but the appropriate documented material must be in place to substantiate and support any IRS audit.
0: That's right. So if you're taking out some old lighting and some old equipment, you want to look at an abandonment study while you're doing that at the same time, right? Exactly. That's right. And, Kurt, what about uh, lighting? Is there an area there to uh, to have a nice return on going green? Very, very powerful. Everybody
2: raise your hand if you've had a cookie from the Easy Bake Oven that was brought to you by the 100-watt incandescent light bulb that the government in its wisdom is finally going to outlaw as January one. My little sister was always wondering where her cookies went. <laughs> to <have together. laughs> and uh, for those who don't know, Hasbro has also announced they're going to discontinue the Easy Bake Oven as of January 1st because
0: they've uh, lost their heat
2: element. <laughs> uh. So let's uh, talk about the power of the LED light. And it's a light that is very low heat. It's probably 1% heat versus incandescent is 90%. It's a light that will burn for 17,
0: 20, 30 years. Strong as mm-hmm. dirt. That's great. And uh, how fast is the return on on that kind of improvement? When might they get their money back? Most of
2: of the buildings we've dealt with, if the lights burn twenty four seven, you you know you have paybacks anywhere from twelve to twenty four months, and that is before any of the incentives that Cindy's just talked about.
0: You know, what if your uh, your management people at, and your read or your company have run a little thin, and and you don't think you have time to deal with this issue? What, what do you do there?
2: Michael, there are many folks out there just like me that can go in and you can basically outsource this. They can do it full turnkey. They can provide you very transparent analysis, show you how it works, do the financing and and incorporate the incentives, working
0: with folks like Cindy and handle it full turnkey. That's nice. So they're just like you. They're wearing green outfits with a green ring? Absolutely. (laughs) Okay. And uh, Dennis, uh, what are some other options?
3: Well, You know, energy is certainly going to drive a lot of the savings, but uh, the days of cheap energy are over, but also the days of cheap water are over. And so you need to be looking at combining energy and water when you're looking at buildings now. You're right. Uh, Replacing toilets, for example. Uh, We're seeing two-year paybacks in in some locales now because of of high water rates on doing something as simple as that.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. And uh, what are some other ways with water that uh, they can conserve and make it financially worthwhile?
3: Well, the usual ways, um, you know, of... uh, more efficient plumbing fixtures, simple things like uh, automatic shutoff valves on, on laboratories, uh, water-efficient toilets now. The federal government's got a great program called WaterSense uh, which certifies the toilets and the good news about that is these toilets actually perform better than the ones that use more water. The the days of toilets
0: double flushing and things, they're behind us. That's great. Well, for my employees, I just cut off the water. Is that not a good option? (laughs) Probably not good. You know, uh,
2: I I did one water conservation project that was $80,000, and it paid for itself in 90 days.
3: Wow. That's great. And, again, stopping doing the stupid stuff is just checking for things like leaks. Mm-hmm.
2: And, and, and on this particular project, they had toilets that had been in there since Reagan was in office. <laughs>
0: well, what about HVAC? Are there some areas there we can get a return on going green? Absolutely. Well, controls
3: are going to be one, one thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of uh, commercial buildings are going to have control systems uh, checking to make sure that they're working right so that the building's not being heated or cooled at inappropriate times. Um, if you're going to be doing an upgrade, looking at maximizing the efficiency. Uh, I know many of your listeners are also uh, working with smaller commercial buildings. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some opportunities there, things like duck leakage. Mm-hmm. Uh, often in com- smaller buildings, you know the ducks are going to be in attic spaces, and, and so when those ducks leak, that's your cash that's just going to the outdoors.
0: Yeah. And Cindy, uh, when when uh, building owners are making these major improvements to, to their buildings, are uh, there some other tax incentives they should uh, consider when they're doing it?
1: Absolutely. I would suggest commercial building owners look into a cost segregation study. This is an alternate method of depreciation that allows the components of the building to be accelerated on 5, 7, and 15-year lives, according to the IRS guidelines, as opposed to 39 and a half years. To give you an idea of the savings, it's about 7 to 10% of the acquisition or bill costs realized back in the first five years of ownership. These are all very substantial tools in today's market where commercial real estate owners need to maximize their cash flow, increase their opportunity to put renters into their properties, and make their buildings increase in value.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. So while they're doing these improvements, they increase their cash flow is because of the tax savings, right? Exactly. That's great. Yeah, I've done a cost segregation study on some of my buildings, uh, and uh, it was very worthwhile. Uh, gentlemen, what are some other ways uh, they can get a good return Two, uh, two things is you
2: can focus on the operating hours of your building. On most buildings we've looked at, it's it's two to $400 per hour. So if you focus, if your building shuts down at 730, can it shut down at 530? There's two hours of meaningful numbers. Plus, what you're seeing a lot of green day cleaning. And I've even done this on medical office buildings. You can get your tenants bought in because if they hear the word that it's good for the earth and it saves money for them, it's win-win.
0: That's a great idea. My employees told me a great idea is to shut down at 2 every day. Does that (laughs) make any sense? Well, maybe it doesn't. Well, we're going to give you some excellent ways uh, to to save money and go green and save the environment and make financial sense of it. We're going to take a short break. We have more great information headed your way. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. The Commercial Real Estate Show Podcasts are brought to you commercial-free following the radio station broadcasts, courtesy of law firm Arnold, Gold, and Gregory. We don't just tell you if something can be done. We show you how to make it happen. Visit agg.com or call 404-873-8500. Accounting firm Babish, Neiman, Corman, and Johnson. Quality, responsiveness, and integrity best describe the tax, assurance, and management advisory services we provide. Visit bnkj.com or call 877-340-2655. And commercial brokerage firm Bull Realty Incorporated. When you require proven performance, visit bullrealty.com or call 1-800-408-2855. Welcome back to America's Commercial Real Estate Show. We're dancing in the studio is allowed. Okay. I'm Michael Bull. Thanks for joining us. Our show today is about the financial advantages of sustainable initiatives in commercial real estate. Yes, you can make money and help the environment. My guests are Cindy Lucas with Engineered Tax Services, Dennis Creech with South Face, and Kurt Mann with Green Intelligence. Uh, Kurt, let's talk about, uh, you know, you're talking about some some cases a lot of money, some cases uh, not so much a great, a small amount of money. I can get it out. Can't say small <laughs> money numbers. Uh, is there a way to finance these improvements? Michael, that's the great news. And as,
2: as most of you know out there, when you go to an owner and say, hey, Mr. Owner, write me a check for $100,000 and I'll get it back to you in two years where you get a funny look from their face. But <laughs> then you go to them and say, hey, Mr. Owner, guess what? You don't have to come out of pocket one dime. And I will get these improvements financed for you through a lease purchase. There's no there's no lien on the building, there's no personal guarantee. It's just a ucc one claim because these folks out there view technology such as LED much like they would telephone systems and computer systems. And so I can I can take those savings. Let's say I save fifty thousand dollars a year just on power. Well I can take maybe thirty thousand of that, and I can do a lease purchase. So so you get cash flow day
0: one, which, yes, the owner loves that as well, right, Michael? Exactly. Your, your phone's lighting up over there already, <laughs> right, 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 right? Uh, all right. And, and Dennis, do uh, you have a comment on that same yeah, point?
3: Well, uh, Kurt's point's a great one, cash flow from day one. But the other important thing is that you get the advantages of a better building from Absolutely. day one. You get better lighting. Absolutely. You get greater comfort. You get less maintenance problems. So all these things are wrapped up into those energy
2: improvements. Yeah, It's a great investment.
0: And that's perfect. And, and we do a lot of tenant rep for companies in Atlanta. And, and one of the things they're looking at is they're looking at that when they look at buildings. are you know Cam, um, cam fees. Yeah. Right. Uh, Absolutely. You're going to pass those costs along. Or are you doing something? and reduce them, so so that's a good point. Well, uh, talk to us a little bit, Dennis, about the American Recovery and Reinvestment Act. Has that helped where that's going? Who does it help? Well,
3: that's a long bureaucratic name
0: <laughs> for the federal government um, has
3: made a commitment to clean energy technology. Mm-hmm. And I think what's important is a lot of the funding from the feds is mm-hmm. going it, through the private sector to transform the market for energy efficiency and other clean technologies. And so, really, every state has gotten ARA uh, funds. And so I would just encourage your audience to, to, to look at what's available locally. We're seeing funding programs that we've never had before at city levels, at county levels, at state levels. And so, um, you know, every state's taken it a little bit differently with just, you know, the great American way.
0: We're very entrepreneurial. And so people ought to be looking for opportunities that just were not there a couple of years ago. Yeah, that's a good point. And let's talk about some of the major incentives uh, that are out there for people to go green and uh, retrofit their buildings or, or build green. Uh, Cindy, start us out. What are some of the main points?
1: Well, on the federal side, as we went over, you have the EPAC, which is up to a $1.80 a square foot tax deduction. And this is for new construction or retrofits, and it's been effective since January 1st of 2006. You can go back and recapture your benefit, and it's been extended so far until December 30th of 2013. There's also a 30% solar credit, fuel cell, and a 10% credit for stationary micro-turbine power plants.
0: All right. These are tax credits, right? These are not write-offs. These are credits.
1: These are credits. There have also been some enhancements to the research and development tax credit law that now make it more attainable for some designers, developers, and
0: manufacturers. Yeah, that's excellent. And, uh, Dennis, uh, what are some other points? Well, just uh, uh, to
3: build on what Cindy said, many states have also used their ARA funding to match those federal incentives. And so people should be looking at state-level programs, utility-level programs, as well as the federal incentives.
0: And, uh, Kurt, what are some other incentives? Well, I
2: think it's also important to know that some of these firms will do it based purely on performance. There's one... Called energy optimization, which you've ever watched Back to the Future. It's based on the flux capacitor, and it basically <laughs> conditions your power coming in. If you if you believe the premise, there's a 30% line loss from the transformer to your building. This flux capacitor basically stores the the uh, excess power for maybe a nanosecond that runs it back through. They'll do it all on performance, so they you know they'll they'll lower your your bills anywhere from three to maybe 17%, all based on performance.
0: So the flux capacitor, is that what powers that green ring of yours, too? You got it, man. You got it. <laughs> uh, Cindy, what there's are some... a glow here in the studio. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Uh, Cindy, uh, what are some other incentives out there?
1: Well, there's a great website uh, everyone should be aware of. It's called desireusa.org. It's org. It's a very user-friendly website, and that will show you all of the state incentives and utility rebate programs available. The trick is incorporating all of these incentives as puzzle pieces to maximize ROI.
0: Okay. And, uh, Dennis, what are some of the other uh, incentives out there?
3: Well, you know, we're focusing on the financial incentives, which, of course, are are number one. But I I think it's important not to to overlook some of the other incentives. Mm -hmm. What we're finding now is that uh, green building owners are often able to retain tenants, for example. Uh, It's a very competitive marketplace out there. Um, Emory University in Atlanta, um, I'm a proud alum of that and proud of of their, they've got over 25 acres of green buildings and they are finding that some of their prestigious faculty are staying at the university and, and, and not saying yes to some attractive offers because of that strong commitment and they want to work in a green building. Who wouldn't want to work in a building that's flooded with daylight and comfortable
0: and doing the right thing for the environment as well as the bottom line? Yeah, so with tenants, you know, sometimes we've seen that as a, a check in the box, and if it's not there, you know we're not showing them in those buildings. Uh, mm-hmm. And your clients seeing the same thing, and they've seen a surge in tenant traffic and occupancy uh, from sustainability uh, improvements. Curt, you absolutely.
2: You know because what what we what we chatted about earlier is that tenants get the factors, cam fees, obviously, profit margins are, are are tight, and they're renewing their leases, they are getting better rates, and they're also Focused on those CAM fees, and they know without that question that a green building is going to operate at a lower cost than a non green building, period. Yeah.
0: yeah. All right, and let's talk about some of the major certifications that these tenants are looking for, and and builders and, uh, and developers, uh, what's important to them. And uh, let's start uh, with uh, LEED. Uh, Cindy, what can you tell us about LEED certification?
1: Well, LEED stands for Leadership in Energy and Environmental Design. So the LEED certification process uses a point system to determine the environmental merits of a building. And there are different ratings for homes, commercial buildings, schools, and various development projects. There are four levels of LEED certification, and depending on how many points the project is earned, determines whether it's certified silver, gold, or platinum.
0: OK, well, interesting. And Dennis, you guys uh, train in LEED certification, right? Right, uh, and the important thing, uh, as Cindy mentioned,
3: LEED is not just for new construction anymore. Uh, There is a portfolio of LEED programs, and we're seeing a lot of activity out there now where existing building owners are wanting to come and certify their building under the LEED program. And what's good about that existing building program is it really gives you a roadmap for how you can reduce everything about the the environmental footprint of your building from purchasing uh, policies that you might have uh, for things as simple as, as copy paper. Uh, to
0: operating energy and water systems in your building. It's a good roadmap for people to follow. And let's put this in perspective. Uh, one of you let us know, you know, how, how big is commercial real estate uh, impacting the environment? Well, if you look at just greenhouse gases,
3: about 40% of the all of the greenhouse gases that the U.S. produces is due to the building sector. So it's a critical. Number. We're yeah. We're not going to get on top of climate change if we don't make buildings more energy efficient. By the way, there's a free program that, that people ought to be using that the federal government provides, and that's the Energy Star program. Absolutely. Uh, great tools there, again, free to use, where you can go in and benchmark your building on its energy performance compared to other buildings of its type in the same locale that you were in, so that if you're in the northwest and you're running an office building, you compare your office building with other buildings of similar type in the northwest. gives you a good, good idea of, of where you can improve on your performance.
0: Yeah, that's great. We're going to talk some more about that program because I think there's more there that our listeners are going to know about and how they can use it to uh, maximize their returns and and, and go green and help the environment. All right, we're going to take a short break for a moment. We'll be right back with some key best practices. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. We'll be right back. The Commercial Real Estate Show Podcasts are brought to you commercial-free following the radio station broadcasts, courtesy of law firm Arnold, Golden Gregory. We don't just tell you if something can be done. We show you how to make it happen. Visit agg.com or call 404-873-8500. Accounting firm Babish, Neiman, Corman, and Johnson. Quality, responsiveness, and integrity best describe the tax, assurance, and management advisory services we provide. Visit bnkj.com or call 877-340-2655. And commercial brokerage firm Bull Realty Incorporated. When you require proven performance, visit bullrealty.com or call 1-800-408-2855. Welcome back. I'm Michael Bull and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. You know, if you'd like to know more about the absolute latest on any commercial real estate subjects, you can check out show podcasts for the Commercial Real Estate Show on iTunes and on the show website, which is commercialrealestateshow.com. There's shows about distressed properties. Uh, There's a great show about the FASB lease accounting changes coming up. If you haven't heard that one, it's a great one. Uh, We just completed one on loan workouts, Uh, incredible information shared there. And there's some excellent shows on the particular sectors like retail, office, industrial, multifamily, land. So if you want to know the latest, uh, check out those shows after this show, though. Don't go there now. (laughs) Our show today is about the financial advantages of sustainable initiatives, the green of going green. My guests are Cindy Lucas with Engineered Tax Services, Dennis Creech with South Face, and Kurt Mann with Green Intelligence. Well let's talk about some more initiatives are there some initiative examples you could tell us uh, on the state level Kurt
2: well for instance there's a great program in Texas called take a load off Texas and uh, we're we're doing a parking deck down there retrofitting with LED and there we're getting a cash rebate of 30 percent of the total project so the project itself is 100 grand they're giving us roughly 33,000 back and the ROI after that is less than 12 months that's strong as dirt
0: Wow, you said cash,
2: right? Cash.
0: <laughs> like the sound of that. Uh, Dennis, <laughs> you know,
3: Kurt, we, we've got a similar program in Georgia now, and, and I think what we're finding, though, around the country in these state programs is people just aren't aware of them, and a lot of these dollars are not being tapped. So, again, to encourage your listeners, You're right. look, because what, what's there today was not there maybe just a year or two ago, and so a
0: lot of these are new programs that offer great uh, cash rebates oftentimes. Yeah. And what other initiatives uh, or uh, incentives are you seeing out there, uh, Cindy?
1: Well, going back to the LEED certification, mm-hmm. uh, as we mentioned before, I just wanted to touch on the key areas of sustainability, which, as we mentioned, are water efficiency, energy usage, materials used, indoor air quality. Um, but I often hear from designers and owners the difficulty in attaining LEED accreditation, so I don't want everyone being confused with being LEED and qualifying for EPAC. They're not one and the same. Although LEED is a great qualifying aspect, we do qualify buildings all day long for EPAC that are not LEED certified.
0: Interesting. And uh, are there some more points you guys can add about the certifications and the differences to clarify things for
3: them? Well, the Energy Star Portfolio Manager Program, again, is a free program Um Easy to use that benchmarks a commercial building's energy use lets you compare the energy use of your building to another one of similar size and, and usage type and climate area, and really it gives you a roadmap on how to make cost effective improvements
2: and it's very invaluable because you can't uh, control what you can't measure and that's, and that's what that portfolio manager does for you right.
0: that's interesting well let's talk about some of the technology. I know tec- technology is changing. Uh, there's some new ways to save money. Uh, what's some of the latest things uh, going on out there, Kurt, uh, that we might not know about yet? Well, you know, uh, for instance,
2: on your H- HVAC, really it's, it's it's just putting brains and removing human error from from all of these controls on the buildings. And we've got firms that work with us that do performance-based contracting. For instance, there's a brand-new medical office building in Birmingham. And what, what we're going to do is send some folks in there to really fine-tune this system and what uh, what they tell me is that you're 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 giving a normal a normal person a Ferrari to work on when all they know how to operate on is a Chevrolet. Mm-hmm. So these guys will spend thirty five thousand dollars on this project. It will save seventy thousand dollars a year. Wow! Forever. Your phone's lighting
0: up again. <laughs> That's right.
3: <laughs> you know, Michael, we're always looking for the silver bullet, but it's really more about silver buckshot when you're talking about how do you reduce cost on buildings. Um, I'll brag on my own building, the eco-office, 10,000-square-foot office uh, office building. Our total energy bills average less than $25 a day for everything, It's plug loads, heating and cooling. And it's about market-ready technology, uh, putting it all together in a package. It's not any one thing. It's how all of them work together in a system.
0: Is there, a, now. is there a website or source on that on that office, a, a building, that you can learn more about that? Actually, you can take a virtual tour on our website at www.southface.org. Okay, and it's right there, and they can get right to it. Yeah. Uh, what are some of the other technologies out there uh, to consider, uh, Dennis? Well, certainly daylighting design if you're building a new building. Um,
3: it really should not add much to the first cost of a building at all. It's just good architectural design. But with daylighting, you save twice. Uh, you don't have to pay for... Regular lighting, um, so that saves you money. And then you have less waste heat from the, the lighting, so you don't have to buy as much air conditioning. So you save, again, on your air conditioning costs with good daylighting design. And how many of your listeners want to work in a building that
0: doesn't have good daylight? Well, I like to keep mine in the dungeon. You know? I don't want, I don't want <laughs> to know right. the sun went down. <laughs> so it's
3: a great way to improve worker productivity. Uh, there are good studies out there that buildings that have good daylighting design we see performance increasing
0: in the workforce. Employees, I'm just kidding out there. Um, you know, We love you, and we obviously want you on the penthouse with lots of light. All right, we're going to share some more intel with you in just a moment. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. The Commercial Real Estate Show podcasts are brought to you commercial-free following the radio station broadcasts, courtesy of law firm Arnold, Golden Gregory. We don't just tell you if something can be done, we show you how to make it happen. Visit agg.com or call 404-873-8500. Accounting firm Babish, Neiman, Corman, and Johnson. Quality, responsiveness, and integrity best describe the tax, insurance, and management advisory services we provide. Visit bnkj.com or call 877-340-2655. And commercial brokerage firm Bull Realty Incorporated. When you require proven performance, visit bullrealty.com or call 1-800-408-2855. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Commercial Real Estate Show. I'm Michael Bull. Thanks for joining us. You know, the listeners to the Commercial Real Estate Show are among the most connected and informed professionals in the country. And to help you locate professionals in various market areas, we have just launched a free professional directory. You can find lawyers, accountants, lenders, brokers, um, you know, any professionals really related to the commercial real estate industry. The directory is free. It's free to search. It's free to post. So be uh, one of the first to uh, utilize the professional directory. You can find it at commercialrealestateshow.com. Well, our show today is about the financial advantages of sustainable initiatives. Uh, commercial real estate, way to go green and find the green. My guests are Cindy Lucas with Engineered Tax Services, Dennis Creech with South Face, and Kurt Mann with Green Intelligence. And, Cindy, tell us a little bit more about EPACT and some of the important uh, points there.
1: Well, the certification process comes after the building is placed into system. So what we do is we get copies of the specs and the plans. We model the building. We have to show the appropriate reduction in energy to the ASHRAE standards. We send a licensed GC or contractor physically to the property to confirm that what's on the specs and the plans was, in fact, installed into the building, because we know how often that can change. And then we comprise a certification, which is a forensic report that comes with audit defense that the CPA and the owner will need to obtain these tax deductions. Now, typically, it goes to the owner of the building. In some cases, it goes to the leaseholder. If they paid for the energy-efficient system, they get the tax deduction.
0: So this is something that tenants should know about uh, as well. Exactly. That's right. Well, gentlemen, let's talk about some case studies. Uh, What have some of your clients done? What have you seen that's worked uh, in the field lately?
3: Well, let me start with my own building again and brag. Um, I I always love technologies that save me twice. Um, And so in most areas now, you're starting to see a stormwater tax. Um, And you're also seeing water bills going up through the roof. And so on our building, we now put in a below-grade cistern, very simple to do. We capture the stormwater, we store it, and now we pump that and we flush all of our toilets in our building with the captured rainwater. Now, there's always pluses and minuses about technologies. Big pluses on this, we save money, it's good for the environment. The minus is you can't drink the water out of our toilets now.
0: (laughs) That's good. I won't do that again when I'm over there. So you're uh, saying that I shouldn't bring my dog over there, Dennis? <laughs> right. Uh, Kurt, what are some other examples of uh, what you've seen clients doing right and uh, getting a good return on? Well, back to Dennis's point on his building, I dare say that's a big building,
2: Dennis, that you're, if you added up your water, gas, and power, your bill would have been about $5,000 a month. Yeah. But you're saying it's $25 a month. For all you owners out there, that would resonate with you, those savings. And the the, the things that we're seeing out there, Or you know, uh, again back to green day cleaning. uh, Those those are easy things to do. It doesn't cost any more, and you lower the operating cost of your building. We're you know we're we're seeing more brains on building. Like uh, one building down in Tampa had uh, did not have an EMS system, an energy management system. It cost us sixty five thousand dollars to put this in. It removed the human error component, and it paid for itself in nine months.
0: Nice. Now on the day cleaning, uh, to explain that a little more. And death. Uh, so what's happening there is they're they're cleaning the building during the day while the building's open. Right. So there's no, there's less utility cost and things at night.
2: Yeah, because if you talk to most of these janitorial companies, they're they're in these buildings till till midnight or maybe one in the morning, and it's also better for the staff because now their cleaners get to interact with the folks in the office. And you know if if Joe comes in and says, Hey Joe, my you know my bookshelf needs to be Wiped off. It's it's dusty, so it offers much better retention for their employees, and there's just much better inner interaction with the
0: tenants. And how much might uh, an owner expect to uh, possibly save there?
2: Well, I've I've seen it myself personally, where it's it's either net zero when you when you get the janitorial crew to staff up more during the day. Some of the heavy lifting still needs to be done at night, but they get the bulk of it done, and then perhaps maybe at five o'clock they'll 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 double the staff and try to get knocked out by 7 or 8 p.m.
0: Interesting. Well, I think it's always important to look at uh, what people have done that went well. Well, there are some other examples, Dennis. Well, you know, Michael, I want to make sure people know that there are a lot of no-cost, low-cost
3: measures that you can do. It's not just about large capital investments. Uh, Simple things like air sealing uh, buildings. Um, You know, oftentimes maintenance crews or, 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 you know, uh, people can do that with their own personnel. Um, You know, just... Again, stopping doing the stupid stuff, you know, sticking your head up above a, a drop ceiling, and you'll often see daylight to the outside. And so that's, you know, all your money for heating and cooling is escaping to the outside. So sealing those kinds of penetrations in the building envelope up are not expensive and give you big Big return on
0: investments. Well, I guess I've done some dumb stuff. I'll go in one of my broker's offices. They'll have the windows open and the air on. <laughs> I said, "Well, I just like the fresh air." That's a really stupid thing to do. <laughs> uh, well, great. Well, what are some other examples, uh, Kurt?
2: Well, to uh, his point, the, the one thing that we've done time and time again is we've done recycling with our with our waste stream, and it saves money day one. I've I've seen it save anywhere from seventeen to twenty five percent. And the tenants love it. I had one tenant come to me and say, thank you so much. She worked with a dental office, and she said that she was packing her magazines up and taking them home to recycle them. Now we've recycled them at the building. And it saves money, win-win.
0: Nice. And your work uh, with a good bit of medical buildings, are, are they a strong area to, uh, to save money in this regard, or are they just uh, similar to regular office buildings? They
2: are just like regular office buildings, with the only difference is they get a lot more traffic, so it's more challenging to get them bought in. What we found with green day cleaning is so we had to go door-to-door with the janitorial company, and it's about the education process. You know, again, if they know that it's going to save money and good for the environment, they will work hard to make it happen.
0: Yeah. So next time I'm at the doctor's office, and the cleaning lady comes in, and I'm changing. Just don't pay attention. Just, just like, chill out, Michael. We're saving money. <laughs> well, <laughs> chill out.
3: It also, I think we're finding that green cleaning, because when you're doing it in the daytime hours, it's also improving some security issues there,
0: Absolutely. Because you know, yeah. people
3: are around when
0: the cleaning crews are there. Yeah, that's a good point. And some people may feel a little uneasy anyway, that people are in their their office at night uh, ruffling through their, their things, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're really not, but. You may think they are, right? We're going to pause for just a moment and thank our sponsors, your source for market knowledge and resources. We'll be right back. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. The Commercial Real Estate Show podcasts are brought to you commercial-free following the radio station broadcasts. Courtesy of law firm Arnold, Golden Gregory, we don't just tell you if something can be done, we show you how to make it happen. Visit agg.com or call 404-873-8500. Accounting firm Babish, Neiman, Corman, and Johnson. Quality, responsiveness, and integrity best describe the tax, assurance, and management advisory services we provide. Visit bnkj.com or call 877-340-2655. And commercial brokerage firm Bull Realty Incorporated. When you require proven performance, visit bullrealty.com or call 1-800-408-2855. Welcome back. I'm Michael Bull, and this is America's Commercial Real Estate Show, where our water has vodka in it. I'm just kidding. It does not. (laughs) All right. We have some incredible new shows headed headed your way this summer. Uh, No reruns here. Uh, For updates on upcoming topics, you can follow the show on Twitter. You can follow the show on LinkedIn, Facebook, email, or by Smoke Signals. Yes, just go to the highest area in your state and look toward Atlanta. We'll signal you. (laughs) Or just visit commercialrealestateshow.com and choose your favorite media. Well, we're talking about the financial incentives uh, of going green today. My guests are Cindy Lucas with Engineer Tax Services, Dennis Creech with South Face, and Kurt Mann with Green Intelligence. Well, guys, and, uh, and Cindy, let's leave the audience uh, in this segment with some sources, some resources where they can get more information and some tools to help them, uh, Cindy.
1: Great. Well, as I mentioned before, desireusa.org is where you'll find all of your state incentives and utility rebates. The USGBC.org is a great resource for LEED. And the Department of Energy is EERE.energy.gov. And, of course, EngineeredTaxServices.com, where you'll find all of these links and more.
0: Yeah, I went there. I, I found some great information. And, Kurt, tell us some more uh, about uh, some of these sources or some new sources. Well, uh,
2: for instance, the Ener- EnergyStar.gov is, is great for showing you roadmaps, how to engage your tenants and inform your tenants and, and to get them bought in, which is, which is an important piece of this.
0: Right. If your tenants aren't buying in, it's not doing you any good, right?
2: And we need to demystify green, and I think this this helps give your tenants knowledge. There's a great study in Denver where they where they put these contraptions on cars that showed you gas mileage, and, and they, they showed over a period of weeks that people actually drove better and, and, and conserved gas. And if you treat buildings like cars, you can, in fact, Im- improve your gas mileage by getting your tenants bought in. Right. Since they're the ones driving.
0: That's right. Dennis, uh, what are some other sources for our listeners? Well, my
2: two favorite websites are going to be my
0: own, southface.org,
3: and it has links to a lot of other resources there. And, by the way, you can, again, see in real time the performance on our eco-office, including a dashboard so that you can uh, measure our performance on our building. And if you're interested in the technology side, a great resource is the Environmental Building News, um, EBN. com, on there. It's just it's a no advertising news source that uh, gives you reliable, objective information on emerging green building technologies, the latest in in thought on design, and so great resource.
0: EBN. dot com. Yeah. Okay. And what are some other sources, or or what some other things you might find at some of these sites? Again, the portfolio manager program. I
3: think anyone out there that's um, responsible for managing a commercial building they should be benchmarking that building as Kurt said very invaluable you can't manage it if you don't measure it and
0: it will help you as a free tool to measure the energy performance of your building are there any sites uh, resources for as you can use as calculators where you can kind of estimate what what something might cost and what your return might be over time that's exactly what portfolio manager does okay uh, a free tool again that helps you do that and tell us a little bit
3: more about that. What can, what can you do there? Well, it asks you a few basic questions about your building. And, and so you'll feed in utility data. You'll feed in information about the size of your building, the type of usage you're building. And that's great. So you're, you're comparing an office building with an office building, not an office building with a manufacturing facility. Uh, and it will also give you the most common energy improvements that would make sense, economic sense, uh, for that type of building in your climate. That's interesting. Great roadmap. Another quick source from anyone? I think you've tapped the brain trust here today, Michael.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we sure appreciate the time you guys have spent with us. And, uh, Cindy, on the phone, you guys uh, provided some great information. Thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you. And we just touched the surface on this subject today. And if you'd like more information, the website's email, and contact information for everyone on the show today is available for you at commercialrealestateshow.com. And I have a question for you. Can you join us next weekend? Well, great. And I promise you another informative show if you do. I'm Michael Bull. Thanks for joining us today. And until next week, be sure that you always lead, learn, and laugh. And join us for the Commercial Real Estate Show.